everyone. Welcome to Beyond Food Integrity, Thriving Like a Guru. I'm Carol Gourbet, one of the hosts of this new podcast series. And I'm Dr. Rosie Kuhn. I'm the other host of this podcast series, Beyond Food Integrity, Thriving Like a Guru. Our intention is to support and empower you to, to thrive in your life. Carol's background in food integrity and education and mine in terms of transformational coaching, we hope to bring you a blended perspective on how to thrive. And just to let all my listeners know, I will still be hosting Food Integrity Now, interviewing great guests and experts to keep you up to date on the latest information regarding your health and wellness. We hope you really enjoy this new podcast series. Thanks for being here. Yay. Good morning. Good morning. I'm so excited to be here with you today on our first podcast on Beyond Food Integrity, Thriving Like a Guru. And I just love that title. It makes me jump up and down in excitement. And It and makes fun. me too. Uh, so I'm just thrilled to be here with you today and just to have a discussion about what we're up to and maybe a little bit more of the story of how we reconnected, uh, what, six weeks or so ago? And because I think it's kind of interesting. So do you want to share your part of it? Sure. Well, for our audience, uh, Carol and I grew up together on a small island in Michigan called Grosseal, Michigan. Um, I ha- uh, my family were nine and your family was eight people, seven, eight, seven children. So and we both were Catholic. Our moms were best friends. And so there was this connection that we had as kids. Uh, and then you moved away when you were 15. Yes. And uh, that's when you and I disconnected. Right. And, and so 55 years later, I'm looking at my Facebook page and there's this amazing picture of these books that you have and that you interviewed every single person um, who had written those books as books as <laughs> books on um, on health and wellness in relation to food and, and, and integrity. So I was so impressed. I reached out and said, hello, how are you? And what are you doing? And isn't it amazing that you're doing that? And I'm doing what I do, which is more in the um, uh, human side. I mean, not the, not the not food side, but more of the whole person kind of stuff. And it's like, well, what do you think about us connecting? Or, you know, I sent you some books, parent, like a guru. No, I sent you aging, like a guru. And I sent you the book, uh, diet, like a guru. And then, um, you got excited and said, Hey, let's do something. And here is that something. Yeah, doing. it's pretty amazing. And, you know, with our, our moms being best friends, uh, my mother is uh, 96 years old, and she had just written a story about your mother, uh, Rosalie Kuhn. And I hadn't thought of the Kuhn family in years. And here she is writing about your mother. And this was maybe three months ago. And what a lovely friendship they had. And I just thought it was beautiful. And then you reach out to me shortly after that. So it seemed like there was no accidents, that there was something happening here that we needed to perhaps take a look at and see how we could collaborate. And hence, this podcast was born. And one of the things I wanted to share about uh, Dr. Rosie is that 
I went to her website and I just, I was kind of blown away. I thought, oh my God, she's written what, 14 books and she had podcast series and I had no idea. So I started listening to one of her podcast series, which was called Spiritual Immersion, Taking the Plunge. And I started listening to it and I listened to one or two. And then I listened, I'd probably listened to about 25 of them. Wow. And I was just um, really inspired by, by your words. And I realized that we were uh, very similar and like-minded. And that's when the idea came up. I thought, you know, it's, it's more than just what you eat and put in your body because, you know, you can be eating the most healthy food, you know, everything that's really good for your physical body. But if you have issues, for example, from your childhood, if you're, if you're still angry at your parents or, or, you know, whatever the issue may be a past boyfriend or husband or whatever, and you're carrying around, this is just an example, um, anger about that event in your life, chances are, you're not going to be really thriving or at your full potential of enjoying your life because there's really no separation. You really in working in working to heal the whole body, you've got to, you've got to dig a little deeper than just what am I physically putting in my body? Yeah. One of the things you said last time we talked, I think was, you know, in terms of our ability to absorb nutrition uh, to absorb minerals and or absorb the goodness and energy frequency, we'll call it. Um, sometimes we get in our own way with our emotions, our resentments, our frustrations, our fears, our uh, uh, unresolved stuff. And so the, we could be more, um, <laughs> we can be more accepting and receiving of the nutrients all over the place when we kind of look at how we, we get in the way of that. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's really interesting. Uh, it, it, the more that I learn and the more that I experience, you know, in, in terms of experimenting with myself and my supplements or my food or whatever it is, it's the, it's more fascinating. And we talked about, you know, getting curious about this process rather than who it's what I should do, or it's what I consider to be fear-based. It's like, wow, what would happen if I did this? Or what would happen if I got, you know, let myself forgive um, or what I call, what if I let go of my place, my position of unforgiveness? So like, what, what, what happens? And, you know, my eyes start to get clearer and my skin gets better and I smile more often and I'm just kind of a nicer person to be around. Yeah. And, uh, One thing I've noticed, Rosie, in, in working with some of my clients is that people, when they tend to have anger that they're not willing to let go of, they tend to have uh, acidic bodies. Mm-hmm. And when you're, you know, bringing the food piece in a little bit more, when your body, your pH balance is off, your body, you know, can be too acidic. And when you're acidic, you you don't absorb nutrients, uh, you're more likely to create a disease. Um, I have heard that when your pH is, is totally imbalanced, it's really hard to create cancer. So, um, so if anger makes us acidic, 
uh, wouldn't it behoove us to take a look and like you said, to be, get curious about, you know, why am I so acidic? I'm eating a great diet and my bo- yet my body's acidic. Yeah. So these are some of the things that, you know, we're going to be discussing over the course of this series. And one thing about Rosie and I is we we have a bit of a similar background. We both grew up in big Catholic families. And, you know, that brought about some of its own challenges. And I actually was in the middle of of seven children. So three older, three younger. Yeah, and I'm the same. Yeah, so so I, I, I felt like I really... I was always trying to prove myself and yeah. um, maybe to get the attention of my parents, like, Hey, remember me, I'm here. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so in part of that too, I somewhat became uh, the word, the words, the black sheep, you know, I started acting out in ways that, um, you know, was not the norm in my family. How about you? Did you, did you experience anything like that, Rosie? I am. Um, the word that I came up with uh, when I was in my forties and I was doing my studies in, in transpersonal psychology and I was, had to write a spiritual autobiography. And the word that showed up for me was insignificant that I might, the, in the, when I said that word in my head, it was like the whole world just went, yes, like that, frequency of insignificance is what it had my experience of me in the world was insignificant and so proving myself and uh, attempting to be love and in a sense I became a loved addict if you will in a sense always striving to be loved and to prove myself lovable that was my mo <clears throat> and it got me into you know, it's a very it's not a very high functioning it's very dysfunctioning orientation in the world but you know growing up Catholic, conservative, fear-based, you know, sin-based, you're wrong and undeserving and insignificant anyway, to start with, that's the baseline, then how the hell do you even begin to consider that you're anything but that? And then being able to go, okay, so where's, where's north on the compass? Where's my trajectory? How do I grow myself? How do I get beyond the survival sense of nobody loves me. I'm insignificant. Nobody even sees me. How do we get beyond that? And, um, and that's one incremental step at a time. I think so many people, you know, in my practice as a, as a transformational coach, and, and certainly I think what you're experiencing too, is we come from that, that place of, as if that's normal and how we grow ourselves and come to, to learn to potentially thrive. I mean, that is like way out of the box to think about thriving because we're so fear-based we're so scared we're scared of you know the air we're scared of the economy we're scared all over the place we're scared of our food we're scared of and so when we begin to go okay can i live in a world without fear that was that was the beginning to to begin to ask those questions can i live with a world without fear and it's like well other people are doing it if other people can do it i probably can do it too and that's one of the intentions and one of the, the things I think that is a gift of this potential podcast series is, is we could go, hey, we, we grew up in some pretty dysfunctional situations and, and we crawled our way out of it and into uh, a place that both of us are thriving. We're both excited about our lives. We're both, you know, we're both 
you're almost 70. I'm 70. We're, we're thriving at this point in our life. Not just, oh yeah, we've got aches and pains. It's like, no, hell no. We're having fun. We're, we're in our vitality where both of us are flourishing, not only physically, but emotionally and spiritually. And in our careers, we're creative. That's extraordinary. Yeah. We, we want that extraordinary for everyone, not just. Absolutely. And, and I really feel that's why I'm here. You know, I think, I think all of us have a purpose and I, I know that's part of my purpose is to assist people through, through education and through some of my own personal experiences. Mine was a little bit different. I didn't feel in well, insignificant maybe, but I, I felt like uh, I was just not good enough. And I came up from a family of big achievers and, um, you know, everybody was doing big things and especially in the area of money, you know, making a lot of money, very successful monetarily. And I, you know, was kind of on a different path. I was, uh, probably when I was in my early twenties, I, I, I read a book, uh, the life and teachings of the masters of the far East. A friend of mine gave me this book and, you know, I had, I had been Catholic up until that point and, uh, was totally indoctrinated into the good, bad, right, wrong, you know, sin, punishment, all of that. And I read this book and it was like, oh my God, this makes so much more sense, you know, that we're here, we're here to thrive and, and, and we have a purpose and all of that. But it took me a number of years to really figure out what that all meant. And because I, I feel like I punished myself a lot for years because I, I wasn't measuring up. And I feel that we look at our parents, especially when we're a small child, kind of as our gods. Absolutely. And it, we we look at them for everything. And when we're not getting our needs met, you know, from a child standpoint, we, we can't intellectualize. Well, they're not spending time with me. My dad's not here because he has to go out and make money and support seven children. You know, from a child's perspective, I'm I'm maybe saying to myself, why isn't he spending any time with me? He's he he must not love me, therefore I must not be lovable. That's right. And but so I, I had that because my dad was a big achiever. Then when I got a little bit older, I think I started before I really understood it all, I started blaming them like they did something wrong, making them the bad guy. Well, that didn't work either. That know? didn't work either. Yeah. yeah. So that's where the forgiveness came in. Yeah. And when I started um, let go of that judgment that they're doing something wrong, they weren't doing anything wrong. They were just doing what they learned. They were just being who they knew themselves to be. Right, right. Yeah. And so that that was kind of the tipping point for me when I decided, hey, there's nothing wrong with my family. My family's great. We're different, but so what? And that changed everything for me. Yeah. And uh, my experience is very similar to yours. And for me, it's it's taken me years and years and years, decades to incrementally uh, engage in this process and be curious at every step to go, you know, is this about my mom or is this about my sisters and brothers? Is this about, where is this, 
where is this source? What's the source of my aggravation in this moment? And continually to going in and just being curious about where's the source of this one? And who is the source of this one? And continually to, I'm saying undermine, but mining in down under to go, what? where did that come from? What does that, what's the source of that? And um, it's taken me decades. And I, and part of my message in, in my work is, Hey, it takes the time it takes and, and there's no hurry. And just because we're 70 or somebody else's is, is 40 or even 30, that they're not going to get it when they get it, you get it when you get it. And if you're in, um, if your passion is to have a good life, just to say, I want a good life, then that's going to carry you through the adventure of being you. And that's what you are, you're talking about is all of a sudden this book came into your life and it's like, wow, I'm on the verge of a new adventure with myself that there's no wrong or right. There's just now and is and me. And now how do I want to be that expression in the world? How do I want to be or who am I or who am I being? All those kinds of questions that are kind of challenging to people. Right. And one of the things that it, it took me uh, a while to understand is that when I started doing this work and really digging deep into, into my subconscious of, of letting go of beliefs that weren't serving me, uh, for a while there, I felt like when I would, when I would discover a pattern that was not beneficial for me, I had a tendency to judge myself. Oh, that's what I did. Versus, ah, that's what I'm doing. Great. Now I know what the pattern is. And now I have the opportunity to go in there and let go of that belief and change that pattern. And by changing that pattern, I'm changing my reality. I'm changing my outcome. Yeah. And it's, and it almost becomes, and my client said this the other day, it's like stuff, stuff starts happening spontaneously. Like that letting go becomes easier once you go, oh yeah, I see it now. And somehow it, it quite often will dissipate quite easily. And the good stuff, the, the new stuff, the new awareness and, and effortlessness to move forward, to do something different just arises. And that's so fascinating when you get to a point where you where you're actually listening to yourself and going, okay, I'm, I'm going to experiment with live, letting go of that pattern or let that belief and see what shows up. And something shows up so quickly sometimes. And we go, wow, I did that because I chose to let go of this thought or practice letting go of that. Something else showed up so fast. It's, you know, it's just amazing. And this is the wonder of miracles. You know, the course of miracles talks about this, you know, it's like, all, all of it, it becomes wonderful, you know, even in terms of you and I reconnecting the, the wonder of that yeah. is, is an everyday occurrence. So yeah. it gets, yeah. life gets more exciting. It's one of the things um, that my dad would say, uh, it's one of the, uh, what's that word? Uh, the things that you carry on from, from your parents. That your, thing. your, your, your genetics. No, the you know if you if my dad had a lot of money and it got passed to me, not the inheritance, but we'll go just call it that. Anyway, legacy or whatever. Legacy, that's the yeah. word. Legacy. <laughs> okay. It, you know, even he died when he was ninety three, and he uh, even then he would say, "This is the best day ever. This is the most beautiful day. This is the," and 
And that orientation in the world is what I carry to, to go, this is a, this is a gorgeous day. This is beautiful. This is fun. This is delightful. And be able to live in that versus looking out and going, oh, it's another winter day. And it's going to be another four weeks before the, you know, and that kind of, that kind of orientation and to be able to go, wait, no, that's not going to get me where I want to be in terms of that heartfelt desire and delight in the world. And I want to, I want to live in delight every day. I do. And whether my day is full of delight or just moments of delight, it's still my intention. Yeah. I remember your father well, because he, he, he was our family doctor. (laughs) And um, I remember he had a great attitude when my father died of cancer at a rather young age, 58. And he came to, um, well, he came to visit because I got married one week before my father passed away. And I remember he, it was obvious he was on his way out and Dr. Kuhn came and I remember he gave him, gave him something to, so that he was able to sing at my wedding. And I will never forget that. You know, he sang that song from, I may get a little teary eyed because I'm thinking about him. Um, from Fiddler on the Roof. Where is my little girl? Oh, oh man, there wasn't oh, a dry eye in the house. Oh, and he was able to do that because of your father. Oh, so boy. I really held him in, in high regard. Wow. So um, so our, our connection goes way back there with our with our families. And you know, in doing this podcast together. I think we're, you know, we're going to be talking about real life experiences that we've had. And also, it's my intention that we offer some tools yeah. to our listeners. You know, we're, we're, we're not going to, we're not going to just leave you with, well, this is what happened. We're going to offer you some tools, some things that we have used with our clients and on ourselves that may assist you to have a better outlook um, of your life and just to create more joy in your life. Because uh, Rosie, isn't that what it's all about? We're, we're not here to survive. We're here to thrive and have joy and have love around us. And it's Valentine's Day and, you know, which is a little bit of a cheesy holiday, but you know what? So what? It's, you know, if people are more loving this day. Great. We can make it about how terrible and horrible I feel because I'm a lonely, you know, yeah. person yeah. in oh. 70s. Or I can go, whoopee, I'm going to have a great day where both you and I, so it is Valentine's Day, just for those of you who are listening, and we're both in red, and I'm going to go have dinner with some friends, and we're going to have a really good time. And, yeah. uh, you know, connecting with my daughter and just seeing the bright side of it. It's just, it's all a choice to see yeah. what you want to see. And you know, I think both of us, especially me in the Catholic religion oriented, like, and even in my family, it's like, you know, uh, when it was like, I can choose to see this differently. It's like, no, here's the evidence. Here's what's true. Here's how it is. And it's not going to change. You know, my dad or my mom or my sisters or my boyfriends or my husband, like all those stories we tell us that that's negative and horrible, that this proves how terrible and horrible or insignificant. It's like, yeah, no, we're going to stop that. And say today, today I I can choose differently, and today uh-huh. each of us can choose differently. And I mean, each of us, not only just you and me, but every single one of us can go. Yeah, but maybe I don't want to change. Okay, we don't have to change. 
Nope. Nobody has to change. You don't have to do anything different. You don't have to do anything to prove yourself. You don't have to do anything to make yourself better. You're awesome the way you are. And to come come to that knowing is 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 wonderful. And to grow that knowing into a thriving way of being in the world is great. Is, yeah. Is and that being said, uh, but if you are, if you're not loving your life and uh, you're not loving your reality, it's not going to change until you make some different choices. So right. that's, that's what, what we're up to. And not to say that your life isn't great right now. Maybe it is. Maybe, maybe it, it could, maybe it's great, but it could be just greater you know, whatever, whatever you want, you can have. Yep. And if you don't want to change, like last night, I, uh, I was going to come home from having dinner with some friends and I was going to come home and knit and what I would, I'm going to start a new knitting project and there's some effort in it. And it's like, I didn't want to effort. I didn't want to. Eh. And so I ended up turning on Netflix and watching something for a few hours. And it was really honoring that part that says, I don't want to. Yeah. And um, in that, there's a, for me, there's a cycle of, okay, that part doesn't want to right now because just don't, I don't want to work that hard right now. And sometimes in terms of our personal growth, we don't want to work that hard. And so I watch and go, okay, here's what I can do that supports my growing. Here's what I can do uh, because I don't want to contract into, I don't want to work that hard. It's just like uh, watching the flow of that. I don't want to work that hard today. Okay, so what do you want to do that's not so hard, but still feels fulfilling, connecting, engaging? And it's like, oh, I think, you know, there was a documentary on and I watched it and it was so fascinating. And I was just so, so it was really filling, fulfilling to me. So yeah. we have those choices. And my, my point is, is, is we, we don't want, I don't want, we don't want people to feel bad about, yeah, but I'm not doing that. It's like, okay, you're not doing that. It's okay. You and the Course in Miracles says this, and other books that I've read and read. It's like if you're not ready, you're not ready. But if you enjoy listening to us and you're inspired to just keep listening or whatever that is, that's all that matters. Just enjoy yeah. yourself and, and notice what where you enjoy yourself and know yourself. Notice when you're contracting and wanting to get away from, and in a sense, it's a little uncomfortable. It's like, because that's going to show up for all of us too. Yeah, and that being said, I think sometimes we it's it's okay that we get uncomfortable because when you when you change something, you're you're out of your comfort zone. You know, when you make a different choice you've never made before. And uh one thing that when you were talking about watching Netflix versus knitting, to me it's important to me when I when I go to do something do I want to do this or do I feel like I have to do this? Ah, beautiful. And I want more. This is what I want. Yes. Because you're going to, number one, you're going to probably be more effective in what you're wanting to do rather than forcing yourself. Yep. And um, that's, how, that's the way I want to live my life. Yeah. Doing too. things I want to do, not because I should, or um, somebody told me I had to, and letting go of the the have tos, you know, can take some work. It's it's valuable when you ship that. Very yeah. valuable. Yeah. So so these are some of the things we're going to be talking about. And 
we'll probably choose different topics every week um, to talk about. And this has just been kind of an overview of, of what we're up to. And we, we really hope that you join us. Uh, I think there'll be something for everyone. And again, it's not about saying there's something wrong with you and you need to fix it ever. It's just, you know, we might have some ideas that you may not have thought of. And you may resonate with some of our stories of what we've been through. So in closing, do you have anything else you want to say, Rosie? I'm looking forward and excited about what's coming next. Yes. So we're our intention is to uh, create a podcast every week. And probably around this length of time, this has been, what, about a half hour or so, you know, give or take, depending on the subject, but we want to do it on a regular basis so that, you know, our listeners can look forward to this and, you know, know when we're going to be on. And you as our listeners, if you have specific things you'd like us to talk about, um, just let us know in the comments below. I think you have a comment section. Mm -hmm. Let us know so that we can really uh, speak to what's important to you and what's valuable or what's challenging to you. Cause yeah. we're happy to do that. Yeah. Or you can email me with a question to Carol at foodintegritynow.org. That's a, a possibility too. So, or Rosie at the paradigm shifts.com. Yeah. That's shifts plural. <laughs> uh, paradigm shifts. You, yeah. can Google, you can Google both of us, either of us. Yeah. Google us and we'll come up. And you'll find us that way too. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, I look forward to our next chat next week. And this has been really fun. And thank you for those who uh, tuned in to us today. And we hope you come back. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.